0: Sonic 1029 presents
1: Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly.
2: Cue the intro music!
3: Temporary podcasting
2: song. This is
3: temporary, it's not for long. Temporary podcasting song. This is temporary, it's not for long. Sonic.
0: Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bryce, is my foot that close to your face, bugging you?
4: Not at all. Hmm. No, no. N- this is maybe. what we call a rock
0: foot. Well, it's sort of like rock foot. This is the broadcasting equivalent of rock foot. Rock foot is when you see a musician on stage and he puts his foot up on the uh, stage monitor. That's yeah.
4: rock foot. Yeah, I can't remember who told us that. We were at a show in Toronto. And I was like, oh, look at that rock foot. Yeah, And they're doing that mean lean where they have their one foot up. It's kind of of a Captain Morgan type thing, except you're on a stage facing a crowd.
0: But I'm doing it here by putting one foot up on the counter, and it's right by Bryce's head. So I hope you enjoy that.
4: Yeah, it's fun to do broadcast foot in a small room.
0: Mm.
3: From the makers
1: of Sonic 1029, it's top-ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly.
0: So Bryce, are you still sick with love?
4: Oh, yeah. It's always a romantic time when... Valentine's Day approaches.
0: Well, yeah, it's your regularly scheduled romantic service appointment. Is that what it is? You, yeah, you, kind you of. You put it on your calendar every... Oh, yeah, that's right. On the 14th, we got to do romance.
4: Yeah, Valentine's season is here. Um, I've learned that the person I can't hang out with is the person who's like, if you really love someone, you celebrate them every day. Yeah. Not we, just one day.
0: We don't need to hear that. We get it.
4: Yeah. Everybody gets it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with... One day a year being like, you know what, baby? You get an extra smooch today.
0: Yeah, you get the cartoon version of love today.
4: <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't care about someone the rest of the year. It's just uh, a chance to, I don't know, buy them a bouquet of flowers.
0: We've been talking, though. We spent actually a lot of time talking about overrated romance. Things mm. that you see in movies and TV shows. A lot of TV commercials, too, lie to you about romance. Yeah, totally. And what are those things that are just totally overrated when it comes to love. And the one that came up time and time again is having a bath with somebody. <laughs> unless unless you have one of those special bathtubs that can, you know, that can swallow you and your lover, that's great. But if you're just doing it in a regular tub, there's a pretty good chance the water displacement isn't going to quite cover both of you. One of you is going to be kind of awkwardly, And not so flatteringly exposed.
4: Yeah, and you really have to think of positioning in that point. Do you go like kind of bobsled style? Yeah. Because if you go, if you're trying to face each other, one of you is getting a a faucet right in the back.
0: Yeah, that's not comfortable. No. And then there's the whole thing about when it's time to uh, roll the credits on the bath and you have to start. There's no way to get out of a bathtub and look sexy. You can't. Those are just, that does not happen.
4: Um, Also, speaking of the the bathtubs, (laughs) too. There's a lot of naked, unflattering angles in the getting out of a bathtub.
0: There's a lot of big, wide stances and crouching and, yeah. uh, um, The path of rose petals. Yeah, That one came up over and
4: over again. I just think of like, how are those rose petals not just infested with bugs?
0: Oh, I never even thought about that.
4: I always think of the bugs.
0: Have you ever tried to pick a rose petal up off the floor? They're sticky and it's not like you can sweep them. You have to literally get down on the floor and pick up each and every rose petal. And if you sprinkle them in the bathtub, they're going to go down the drain. Guess what? You're calling a plumber because that drain is plugged.
4: Yeah. And you know how much a service plumber costs? Not cheap. Well, and here's the thing too: is
0: the plumber is going to be standing there in your bathroom, and he's going to be looking down the drain, and then he's going to be looking at you, then he's going to be looking back. Down. He's he's dr- undressing you. That's what he's doing. Man. He's undressing you and trying to imagine you in the bathtub full of rose petals. You don't need
4: that. Does a sur- is there anyone who sees people more at their worst than a service plumber?
0: Oh, I don't think so.
4: No chance. But I mean, I think the the headliner of the overrated romance festival is the heart-shaped bed
0: the heart-shaped bed is one of, does it even exist
4: Yeah, can you buy one now? I don't know that you can and would you even want to Where do you get sheets
0: or how do you fold a heart-shaped fitted sheet but you, you can't
4: do they come in different sizes because well, like can you get a twin-sized? Heart-shaped bed, like a heart-shaped bed for one, because that would be sad. The,
0: <laughs> the the math of the heart-shaped bed doesn't add up either because it's really wide up top where your head and your shoulders and your neck and your torso go. But the the part where you have to ram two sets of legs and two feet, sets of feet into the pointy part, that's where most bed fights begin, is over leg space. And now you're condensing the leg space. It's yeah. just... The heart-shaped bed, I guarantee you they don't exist in real life. Hot air balloon ride, Bryce.
4: Mm, Yes. Sitting in the sky in a wicker basket being propelled by fire.
0: Well, on paper, it should be romantic. But it's not like the basket of a hot air balloon affords you the space to be alone with your lover. So now it's just you, your lover— Uh, Some guy that used to sell waterbeds back in the 80s who decided he's going to become a hot air balloon pilot. He's listening to every word you're saying. Every word. And you're jammed to about 20 square feet.
4: What about people that, like, for their honeymoon, they're like, ooh, we're going to sail around North America. And like, oh, you know how to sail? No, we had to hire a captain. Yeah. So it's like you, your new significant other that you just married, and a sea captain?
0: (laughs) What if you hate that guy? Like, <laughs> what if you can still see land behind you, and you're like, "Oh, this has been a horrible mistake."
4: Yeah. What if he's hitting on your wife the whole time? Ugh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy that honeymoon.
0: The one that I was surprised didn't come up more often was the the public marriage proposal. Mm. That who?
4: We've talked about that one before. Wow.
0: Actually, we did get a text message. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, overrated romance, boys. The very public marriage proposal. I was the horrified recipient of one of these. I wasn't ready. He was. Thank God it wasn't at a hockey game or a football game, but it was in a very busy Greek restaurant. There were shots being bought for us. Strangers hugging me and congratulating me. It was awful. I played along to spare the guy and me any embarrassment. But as soon as we got in the cab, I started bawling and said no. We split up shortly after. He was devastated. I got over it real quick. Sandra.
4: Wow. I like the
0: part where she says, I got over it real quick. (laughs)
4: You know who I feel the worst for in that story? The cab driver. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, how's your night going? And then she just breaks down. I
0: can't marry you.
4: Their relationship just crumbled. He just went from his happiest woman to his lowest. Uh, That was probably a fun drive home.
0: At what point does the cab driver go, Just you know what, this one's on me, kids. Do cab drivers ever give away freebies? If they do, I would hope that that would have been a free ride.
1: Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Top hiking
4: Podcast. Garner, speaking of hot romance... Sometimes the most romantic time of the year can be a tough one if you're new to a relationship. It's Mm -hmm. a tough minefield to navigate. And sometimes you're wondering, is it going well? Yeah. These milestones in every relationship. Are we moving too slow? Are we moving too fast? Are we moving too fast? Luckily, science has our back. And a new study was done uh, looking at... Typically, on average, the length of time it takes to hit certain milestones in a relationship. And these are always a hoot to read. For example, you know, um, showering at the other person's place. According to this, the average couple waits four months and 29 days before showering at the other person's house.
0: Why would that be such a – I would shower at somebody else's house within the first week. It's not like we're showering together. It's not like I'm going to shower with the door wide open. What's, I, what is it
4: about that? The only hesitation I could see, like for me, is not, I can be in and out of shower in, in three seconds. It's nothing. But my best girl, she'll take a shower but then takes her makeup routine. Oh. Takes a shockingly long amount of time. Like She's, she's gone for an hour.
0: Really? Is she and Kiss?
4: <laughs> she's gone for an hour. She wow. takes her time and she does a fine job. But uh, if, you know, that comes out early in the relationship, you could be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got I don't got time for this.
0: Okay. I was thinking about it from my side, whereas I'd be completely comfortable taking a shower at her house because yeah. like you, I'm in and out of there in 10 minutes.
4: Yeah. I can sprinkle some hot water in my face and be fine. Yeah. So other ones in here, uh, crying in front of the other one. <laughs> oh boy. Five months, 24 days.
0: That seems too soon for crying.
4: It really does. Huh. It really does. Uh, my One of my favorites, sit in silence without it being awkward. Five months, 27 days.
0: So you can cry before you can be quiet?
4: Yeah. Well, that's weird. That does seem a little strange. But that is a good sign that you've hit the sweet spot in a relationship. When you can take a ten minute car ride from your house to the restaurant and really not chat too much.
0: Yeah. See when that happens for me, it just starts it just it feels like we're fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Are we fighting? Have you ever had to ask that question? Are we fighting?
4: No, thankfully I haven't, because we're comfortable in our silence. Mm. But then, of course, you get to uh, the more awkward ones, the ones we always disagree with, using the bathroom with the door open.
0: That should be never.
4: They say, on average, six months, 24 days.
0: I guarantee you there's people listening right now who are like, "Mm, I do that all the time. Don't. Stop. Because that's what relationships, we need a little more mystery. That's what we need in our
4: relationships.
0: I don't need to know everything about you. I don't need to know that you cry when you're going number two. Like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain intimacy to your yeah. bathroom routine that not everybody needs to know.
0: There are certain sounds I don't need to hear. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that would be – just do – everybody do yourself a favor. Close the door. It's going to be weird at first for you, but your partner's going to thank you for it.
4: The weird thing is using the bathroom door uh, – using the bathroom with the door open – Happens sooner than farting in front of the other one. Uh,
0: this is that. This study is flawed
4: because the study says it's okay to fart in front of the other person one day later. <laughs> so you, on Friday, you can use the bathroom with the door wide open, but hold on till Saturday before you pass gas. Hmm. That's wow. kind of weird. Uh, then you can go on. That's all that happens before talking about marriage. They say talking about marriage at seven months. Yeah, that's probably a little early. Yes, seven months in a relation. That's probably a touch early. Go on vacation together seven months, seven days. I did, we went on vacation together in less than two months.
0: Well, yeah, because you were greatly concerned about how you were going to take care of uh, the number two business.
4: Yeah, when you're sharing a hotel oh, room.
0: Yeah, with prob- probably not a premium hotel with heavy doors, probably <laughs> just the thinnest construction, builder's grade hollow core doors.
4: No, and this is the one giant. Hotel room, not the multiple rooms, multiple bathroom situation. So that was a touch awkward. But seven months seems seems like a stretch. The thing apparently you have to wait the most for is sharing a Netflix account. Really? Yeah, you could do all of that. Cry in front of them, poo in front of them, fart Fart in front front of of them. All before you share a Netflix account, which they say happens seven months, 24 days into a relationship.
0: So how far into the relationship before you can start saying super racist things without saying not to be racist?
3: Top ranking podcast We've Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly.
1: It's not the best podcast, but at least we uploaded
0: something. Hey, Bryce. Yes. I want to start a new list. Things that we can all stop pretending we enjoy. Mm,
4: okay. I like this one a lot because yeah, sometimes you could drag to thing or you just have to put a smile on your yeah. face. Yes, like, so oh, fake.
0: I love it. I love winter No, you don't.
4: I love hiking. Hmm. No, I no, no, you don't. It's just walking uphill for an extended amount of time. How about you? For
1: me I think it's gotta be uh, a picnic.
0: <laughs> Nobody likes a picnic.
1: Can we all no, just it, admit that, that picnics suck? It's like all the work of camping, except you only go for an hour yeah it's and you don't have a tent or anything you can't light a fire or do anything that's fun
0: yeah you don't have a chair you have to sit on the ground
1: (laughs) i tried a few years ago with my wife um for my birthday we went we thought we'd go driving around out of edmonton maybe look for some random place to have a nice picnic and so i don't know where we were some small town you know maybe about an hour outside of edmonton and we just rolled into a park and started kind of trying to have the picnic and you don't feel like any of the food you packed, and some guy showed up and started mowing the lawn like just <laughs> randomly.
0: And, and the, the small town folks are like, uh, I think I seen some city slickers over there in the park. They're probably up to no good.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go mow the lawn and make sure they're not getting up to anything. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, no, get. <laughs> it wasn't the fun romantic day we had imagined. That's for sure.
0: No. The guy's lawnmower was basically the legal equivalent of firing a a shotgun full of rock salt at you.
1: Oh, exactly. Like a ride-on model from about 30 years ago. I think it was diesel.
0: Yeah. Okay. I want to start a new list over here. The list of the top 20 things we can all stop pretending we enjoy.
1: (laughs) We definitely should. Picnic is
0: on there. So there we go, Bryce Kelly. Picnics is going on the list of things we can all stop pretending we enjoy.
4: It's true. You're usually, you're sitting on the ground or some questionable table in the middle of nowhere. There's ants. There's ants everywhere, mosquitoes. What if you forget something in the car? Then you have to walk all the way back.
0: And like you said, you're sitting at some weird, grungy, dirty, wooden picnic table that somebody has scratched a bunch of super offensive words into, and you got to stare at that while you're eating your soggy ham sandwich.
4: (laughs) Yeah, some family comes in and takes the site next to you, and they're having a big Fight! They're yelling at the kids,
0: or their food is way better than your food, and yeah. now you just you've been shamed by the family next door. Picnics—they gotta go.
4: I got another thing we can add to this list after picnics. Oh yeah, having birds as pets. Oh
0: hallelujah!
4: Man, I'm at dogs. Yep, cats. Yep. I guess if you're into snakes, whatever. But birds as pets are the you—they're the most irritating thing. One, it's not like you can play catch with a bird.
0: No, you can't even pick the bird up and snuggle the bird under your blanket on the couch while you watch Modern Family?
4: No, they just sit in a cage and they squawk for hour after hour after hour. They never shut up. How does anyone
0: get any rest with a bird in their house?
4: They don't. But now I know someone's going to be like, I have a bird and he's super quiet. Hmm. No, your bird sucks. Everyone hates birds. I had friends growing up who their siblings had birds, and like you couldn't have sleepovers at their house because all night it was just bird noises.
0: Oh, How did anyone get any rest? You don't. Bird people, do yourself a favor. Just think of all the money you're going to save on bird seed. Instead, just put a low battery in your fire, your smoke detector in your house, and just have that thing chirp nonstop. You'll save tons of money, and you'll still have the benefit of an annoying chirping sound in your
4: house. Like, remember those old Tweety Bird cartoons with the cat always trying to get it from the old lady?
0: I was always rooting for the cat.
4: I wanted that cat to get that thing so bad. Oh, That bird had some real attitude.
0: Can I add one thing more? Sure. Dragon boat racing. <laughs> That's very, very specific. I've never even done it before. But you did it once, and it was the worst day of your life, wasn't it? It was horrible.
4: Everyone's like, oh, it's such a good exercise. It's so good for your core, and you're out on the water. It's a dream.
0: Yeah, but some guy's yelling at you or banging on a drum, making you go faster. No, thank you.
4: Yeah, and you know what the real cherry on top of a dragon boat race is? What? When the guy in front of you is just taking the water with his paddle and throwing it right in your face. Oh. Yeah, that's a lot of fun.
0: Wow, we added three items already. (laughs) Picnics, birds as pets, and dragon boat racing.
4: Yeah, let's stop pretending they're fun because they're not. Top Ranking Podcast with Connor Andrews and Bryce Kelly.
0: Oh, Bryce. Your your mom's a teacher, right?
4: Recently retired, but yeah, she was a teacher.
0: Okay, both my parents are retired teachers. Come from a rich history of
4: teaching in this room. Yeah, which kind of makes it baffling why we're so completely uneducated.
0: I made the mistake one day, though, of uh, referring to gym teachers as... Gym teachers. Oh, man. Holy crap. The gym teachers were outraged.
4: Yeah, I remember doing that to a guy's face. I was, he's like, oh, I teach phys ed. I'm like, oh, I love gym at, at school. Gym was always the best. He's like, <sighs> gym is the room. Phys ed is the class. Oh. And I, instantly, that was the first I'd ever heard. And suddenly, I've been, I feel like I've been walking on eggshells ever since. Well,
0: it, it just, it became very, very clear to me that gym teachers need a pep talk. They're very, very sensitive. And I don't know I don't know why the gym teachers are so down on themselves. First of all, you get to wear the most comfortable clothes in the world to work. And you know who doesn't get to wear comfortable clothes to work? That poindexter that teaches science.
4: Yeah, biology teachers. They have no. to wear dress pants and usually yeah. something with a pocket protector. Not gym teachers.
0: And then you, the gym teacher, when you do finally decide that you're going to get yourself all dressed up for... Student awards night or the Christmas concert, everyone notices and they pay you compliments all night. And sure, those compliments might be a little backhanded, like, uh, wow, you clean up quite nicely, but it's a compliment just the same.
4: Yeah, so you can stop being so sensitive. Jim is calling you a gym teeter. It's just like a, it's a friendly slang term. Yes. It's, we're not slagging, we're slang. I'm
0: nostalgic for Jim. As a matter of fact, here at work, if all of a sudden one hour a day we had to have gym class, guess who would be first in line? This guy. I
4: loved gym. It was great. Like in high school and stuff, I remember we'd do bowling for, you know, so you go to oh, the bowling alley, you'd do kayaking. So we were in a pool doing kayaking. What's not to enjoy about that?
0: You, gym teachers get to throw clipboards. They get to throw folding chairs. You, you know what uh, happens when a math teacher throws a folding chair? Discipline. Yeah. Suspension without pay.
4: So yeah. Articles being written about you in the Toronto Star.
0: Exactly. So, gym teachers, chin up. Everyone wishes they were you.
3: Hi, how's it going? Good. How about you? Good. I um, just wanted to call and let all the gym teachers know I was there. Um, gym, te- gym was the worst class ever, and I actually learned how to forge my mom's signature to get out of gym class every day.
0: So, you did learn something from gym.
3: I did. That was the only thing I learned. But, yeah, every day there was either a new twisted ankle or a sore back or a chest cold. Mm. It was was always something.
0: (laughs) Or did you just have a note that just said, uh, don't ask, and then your mom's (laughs) signature?
3: Um, Probably at one point, yeah. I hated it so much, and I think that square dancing (laughs) was such a Ooh. Really? (laughs)
0: <laughs> when, what if you went to a job interview this afternoon, and this is for your dream job, and you're sitting in the one chair facing the panel of five people that are interviewing you? What if one of the interviewers is like, "Okay, uh, difference between Alaman left and Alaman right? Go."
3: I would have to get my mom to forge, or I would have to forge a note
0: <laughs> for your for your job interview.
3: Yeah, I would forge yeah. a teacher signature. In. I would put, I was great at square dancing. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that's great, taking a note from your mom to a job interview, that always yeah. goes well.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: not, eh? Yeah, no, probably not. How's, uh, has forgery come in handy for you to this day? Like, are you still using your forgery skills?
3: No, no, it was really only my mom and my dad's signature that I would practice. Yeah. I would trace it over and over again until it was perfect. My writing was always really messy, though, so what I would do is I would go on Microsoft Word, I'd type it out, and then I'd sign it at the bottom.
0: Oh, smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your first name?
3: Um, my name's Talia. Talia. All my high school teachers are going to hear me. Sorry, guys.
1: <laughs> You're listening to the Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly from Sonic 129.
4: Garner, I've, I've been feeling for you all week because you've been dealing with some car troubles. Mm-hmm. Do you mean on my one-year-old vehicle? Yeah, you had to take it into the shop. You've been driving the loaner, which is probably the most uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> it's
0: it's shameful when you have to drive the service loaner because everybody's like, oh, my God, what did that guy do to his car?
4: The one thing I'll say is you're lucky because your dealership, just, it's just a white truck that you're driving. Yeah. It, it has did, yeah. no logoing on it. I've had to use a, a loaner before, and it says like, "Whoa, service vehicle for this dealership," and I'm like, "Oh man, look. this
0: guy can't drive."
4: <laughs> yeah, and then everyone's like, "Ooh, I bet you that guy does not know what he's doing behind that wheel."
0: Yeah, I no, feel I've so been judged. Spending a lot of time at the car dealership, and it's still not fixed.
4: Yes, and that is why I have been feeling for you because I have long felt that the most boring place on the planet is the waiting room in the service area of a car dealership. Hmm. It's, it's brutal. Interesting. Because I, with my car, I get free oil changes. No big deal. <laughs> Nobody likes a bragger. But I have to take it to the dealership, and it typically takes them what feels like nine years to do it. It's really like an hour, an hour and a half. But for an hour or so, I'm sitting in their waiting room, and time could not move slower in that <laughs> waiting room. I don't know what it is about the car dealership, but it is the longest wait I'll ever do. I do it two, three times a year. Sometimes awesome. you, it's like your life becomes
0: black and white, and there's newspapers spinning up in front of your face, and clocks spinning really fast, and then you grow a huge father time beard, and then you realize that only two minutes has passed.
4: Yeah. The person sitting across from you has turned to a skeleton. <laughs> they're just sitting. But you look around, everyone has the same expression on their face, and yeah. nobody wants to be there, because they're oh. all like, how much is this going to cost me?
0: And there's always a trace of, like car dealers, a lot of the time they had this great idea. They're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put in a coffee bar and we're going to have a real barista serving our customers complimentary coffee. But then the owner of the dealership realized that it was just the staff going over there and getting free lattes. So now they've removed the what was supposed to look like a Starbucks coffee area and now it's just full of pamphlets for the new Cavalier. Yeah, <laughs> It's
4: and it's always messy. It's yeah. always dirty. And then there's always a Wi-Fi that doesn't really work that well. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but there's a TV in the waiting room at my dealership, and on that TV every time is the same looping video showing off the warehouse where they store your winter tires. Ooh, really? Yes. <laughs> like, how, how long— <laughs> Can I watch this video for before I want to jump through this plate glass window?
0: You should just ask, how much does a tour of the tire storage facility cost? Could you take me there?
4: I mean, don't get me wrong. It's an impressive warehouse of winter tires. Mm. However, it makes time stand still and easily, for me, could be right at the tippy top of the list of the most boring places on earth.
0: Okay, what about this one? Shopping for carpet in the middle of summer. The carpet store in the middle of summer. (laughs) Woo! Holy crap.
4: Especially when it's not your idea. Can you imagine working in a
0: carpet store in the middle of summer?
4: It's just always swelteringly hot.
0: And, yeah, it's not exciting.
4: No, it's really not. Yeah, I mean, what are what you get excited about? The different kinds of two-sided tape that come in?
0: Yeah. Are we going to go with the jute back underlay? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was impressive. Was it? That was a good knowledge of tape. Yeah, I don't even underlay. know what it is. That was pretty solid. I know a lot about underlay, Bryce. <laughs> no big deal. Another one, uh, a store, most boring place on earth, one of those year-round Christmas stores. Oh, my God. Every city has
0: at least one. I used to live in a city that was, um, well, let's just say it, Victoria, British Columbia, Part Vancouver it? Island.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... When I lived there, there were three Christmas stores right in the downtown area. And then we'd have, when you live in Victoria, every weekend you have company in town. Everybody flies out to stay at Hotel Andrews. And you would take them downtown because they'd want to go wander around the inner harbor. And I would just, I eventually got it down to a science where I knew exactly what block to turn at to avoid them catching a glimpse of one of these Christmas stores. Because I guarantee you, you would be standing in a Christmas store just cursing the day you were born.
4: Yeah, that's what you want on a hot July afternoon to be looking at Santa decorations Mm. and listening
0: to Christmas music.
4: They always smell the same. They always smell the same.
0: Do you think a person that worked in a Christmas store 20 years ago, they no longer work there, do you think they still hate Christmas?
4: I would. How could you not?
1: You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast, available however you found it. You're listening to it right now, so just do that again.
4: Ooh, Garner, you smell that? That's the smell of celebrity.
0: What? Is there a celebrity nearby?
4: Yeah, we're actually joined on the phone here by... An acclaimed singer-songwriter here in Canada. The guy has the voice of a thousand angels. And it's crazy because he has his own band where he does that and people worship him. But he's also part of a very hardcore band.
0: Which is the exact opposite of his other music.
4: Yeah, this guy's got range. His yeah. name is Dallas Green, better known as City in Color. A lot of people don't realize City and Color is his name. Dallas. Dallas, City, Color, green. green. You wouldn't believe how many people hear that, and they're just like,
0: what? You just blew my mind. And his other band, Alexis on Fire.
4: Yeah, Alexis on Fire just released brand new music, so that's all very exciting stuff. So we got him on the phone. He's a busy guy. Mm. He's only doing select interviews. And he selected this? And little does he know that I'm going to interview him here, except I'm going to ask one question, and it's not to do with City and Color. <laughs> oh, no not to do is this my favorite question with Buildings on fire it is a uh let's get them off hold here so dallas how much money do you
2: have on you right now uh right now my wallet's not on me i'm walking on my house but i am flipping a toonie flicking it to myself so i've got two dollars on me
4: do you typically carry cash on you it seems like more and more people are saying i don't carry any cash at all
2: no i always do i like having i like having cash i like still being able to give somebody something for something you know, I'm 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 a tapper just like the rest of us, but I do like to have, you know, especially like if I'm at a bar, and I'm buying a drink, I like being able to pay the bartender with a with a bill, and then being able to leave a tip in cash. I just think that that's like a tried and tested back and forth between two people.
4: I don't know you that well, but my perception of you is that you would be a guy with a very thin, minimalistic wallet where you carry just
2: what you need. Or am I wrong? And you got the Costanza
4: bulky wallet?
2: No, I don't have a Costanza. My my wallet sometimes gets a little bit. I've got a lot of different credit cards for because I have personal credit cards, but my business credit cards and American credit cards and all this stuff just for touring purposes because some things have because I am my own. I am you know I am the business <laughs> as well as I am myself. So you gotta you gotta like, but that's not my fault. That's the bank and all they have to give you all their different use this one for this account and this one. Uh, but other than that, I have a driver's license and a and occasionally some some cash. That's about it.
4: There you go.
0: He has $2.
2: I'm going to hang
4: up on him and interview done. Woo! (laughs) I like that. I like that he still carries around cash.
0: I like the fact that he called in to do an interview about Alexis on Fire, and we asked him how much money he had on him.
4: Hey, that's what you get when you mangle with Top Ranking Podcast. That was Top Ranking
1: Podcast, starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. What are we up to, like four listeners now? Five. Oh, and special thanks to USS for the temporary, yes, temporary podcast theme song.